chances are you'll be exposed to influenza this season. Protect yourself. Protect others. Get immunized. Why chance it? For more information, including clinic schedules, visit www.ahs.ca backslash influenza. This is Sean Woods, and you're listening to Passion for Health. This is your opportunity to hear from Alberta Health Services physicians and other healthcare providers, researchers, policymakers, community partners, and patients. To hear stories and insights about what's happening to improve Albertans' confidence and satisfaction in their healthcare system. My guest today is Helen Bevan, Chief of Service Transformation at the National Health Service Institute for Innovation and Improvement in England. In her 20 plus years with the National Health Service, Helen has led and supported initiatives that have created improvements for millions of patients. She is a world leader with forward thinking ideas on change and is known for starting Change Day, a movement that asks people to make a pledge to improve their health or the healthcare system. I asked Helen, how did Change Day get started? So I was one of the people that started Change Day in England. And actually the story of how it came about is quite interesting because I've worked in quality improvement for a very long time, um, more than 25 years. And, you know, even maybe 10 years ago, five years ago, actually getting clinicians in training involved in quality improvement was really difficult because, you know, they needed to get their qualifications, they were working very long hours, they were very busy. So very few quality improvements that I saw at that time had real engagement from clinicians in training. And then, you know, I I noticed something different was happening, that there was a whole kind of new breed of young and emerging um, clinicians, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, who were really starting to get involved in change. And, you know, I was starting to meet, you know, more and more of of these young and emerging leaders. So um, actually, NHS Change Day, um, it started with a tweet because I tweeted um, a trainee GP to say, you know, do you, do you fancy having a conversation um, with me and maybe some other trainees about doing some work together? Because I could just see there was this, you know, kind of latent energy for change that needed focusing. So actually how Change Day started was a conversation between myself and a trainee GP and a trainee paediatrician. And they were, I mean, they're fantastic, you know, just full of ambition. And they said, you know, we really want to make a difference to the NHS. We want to transform healthcare services and, you know, to make things better for our patients. So we came up with this idea of NHS Change Day. And the first year was 2013. And the idea was really simple, which is on that one day, we encourage people right across um, the NHS people who work in the system, people who use the system, to take one small action to make a difference to the experience and outcomes of care. And in that first year, 2013, we got 189,000 pledges. And we could hardly believe it. And, you know, they were um, they're just really interesting. So a lot of them were about people, particularly clinical colleagues, like standing in the shoes of their patients. So we had trainee paediatricians taking the medicines that they gave um, to children. We had people um, sitting in, in wheelchairs. Um, we had three and a half thousand pledges to smile. 
And you might think, well, that's pathetic because, you know, if you're a clinician, you should smile anyway. But actually, it, it, it meant a lot to people, you know, just making that real effort to, to always smile. And our patients, you know, said, said to us that actually people making an effort to smile, you know, really did make a difference. So something as small as a smile, you know, doing that every day, I think really can make a difference. And it's, and it's not too small. Yeah, those little things can add up, right? Yeah, definitely. And if there's enough people doing the little things, then they become big things. So, yeah, that was 2013, the first year. And then for 2014, um, the the, the, um, trainee clinicians that we work with, they came back to me and the other quality improvement people, and they said, we want to set a goal of half a million pledges this year. And I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I think it's too many. Because what I worried about is that other people would see it like a performance target. And if we didn't get half a million pledges, then, you know, people would have said we'd have failed. Even if we'd have got 450,000, which was a really big number, people said, well, we didn't get your target. And so I was really nervous, but they were insistent. And what happened was we got 800,000 pledges. And sometimes it goes to show that, you know, people like me, the kind of... Um, old stages uh, you know maybe we should kind of have more faith um, and then um, this year in 2015 we decided to do it in a slightly different way because what our studies showed was that um, there were lots of people that were actually taking action but they weren't formally logged as pledges so what we decided to do was um, to focus on what we could what we could see um, on the on the web was was happening um, so yes, you know, people were were um, formally saying they were going to take action. But what we also looked at was, um, you know, what, where the kind of virtual evidence was of change day happening. So what we did was we we used an actual an evaluation technique called social listening. And we looked at who was talking about change day. So what was happening on social media and. Um, you know, what was happening in terms of all the places on the web that um, Change Day was being mentioned and people were taking action. And what we actually found was that the level of activity that we got for 2015 was six times higher. Holy cow. Yeah, than 2014. But very often, you know, people weren't like following the system and um, registering their pledges. They were were just taking action. And what we found was that um, two-thirds of all the hospitals and primary care organisations and mental health um, organisations in the NHS had people taking action. So, yeah, it's a pretty big scale. That's excellent. And so it's quite obvious Change Day has really increased over the years in the United Kingdom. And how far has it gone across the globe now? Like I know one of our neighboring provinces in British Columbia does it now. Where else has it gone? It's gone to 22 territories across the world. So it's gone to lots of European countries. Uh, so there's been a Swedish Change Day and Netherlands Change Day, uh, Danish Change Day. I hope somebody from other or people from other European countries um, aren't listening because I've probably forgotten them. <laughs> um, it's gone to Jordan. It's gone to South Africa, uh, to New Zealand. Um, the second biggest change day is Change Day Australia, which is is um, you know just amazing. Um, uh, we've had our first Change Day USA, and that was um, led by colleagues from um, Kaiser Permanente, which was really fantastic. Um, and um, yeah, a number of provinces in Canada. So. 
you know, it's really taken off as well as um, Wales and Scotland and the Northern Ireland and other parts of the British Isles. Um, so, um, and it's growing all the time. So it's really wonderful, you know, that something that started with one tweet becomes a kind of global phenomenon for healthcare change. And I actually I think that's really symbolic, you know, because often we think, well, you know, I'm only a nurse or I'm only a doctor or I'm only a trainee pharmacist, you know, what can I do? But actually, you know, we have so much power to make change happen, every one of us. And if we can get together with other people that want to make a difference as well, I think we really can change the world. Now, speaking of Change Day spreading, you actually helped launch Change Day Alberta very recently. Now, can you tell me what that was like and how people get involved in Change Day or making those little changes? Yeah. So it was a real um, privilege to be part of the launch for uh, Change Day Alberta and you know, um, seeing lots of really interesting um, pledges already. So, you know, what I'd say is think about what matters to you and, you know, a pledge that you, you want to make, not just because it's a pledge and it's change day, but something that, like, really matters to you. And I think you have a lot of choices, which is you can either, like, have your own pledge around something that, um, you know, really matters. So, for instance, with me... Um, my um, my godmother um, died and, and she was living with dementia so it was really important for me um, to have a pledge that was that was um, uh, linked to that and actually I helped with um, uh, an England-wide um, campaign which was when um, people that work in hospitals answer the phone and um, they answer with their name so that relatives like me you know we know um, who we're, we're talking to so we got this really great little campaign going where we had infection free stickers on uh, telephones that's that said hello my name is um, so you know make it something that matters to you but also look if if it's um, a topic that you can join with um, with other people. So you're not just pledging on your own, but actually you get all your colleagues to, to pledge together. Or if you're a senior leader, you know, get every single member of your senior management team to make a pledge and let the rest of your organisation know. Um, but I think, you know, the more we can be running campaigns and we can get lots of people mobilised to do the same thing, I think that's when it gets really powerful. And that's what's happening with Change Day. Uh, in England is that more and more people are getting organised and, and actually change day is just one day of the year when we can make a difference but actually a lot of the campaigns that are sparking from change day around um, women maternity experience around improving um, the situation for people in mental health they might have been sparked by change day but they're happening all year round so um, you know um, the world's your oyster in terms of what you do, but but pick something that's special to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, see, here in Alberta, our change day is going to be on April 4th, 2016, and people have already started making pledges, and it's really great to see. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think just to just to, to see how it builds. So, it, you know, don't just take pledges yourself and make a pledge yourself, but get other people, encourage other people to do the same. And, um, you know, I think, again, that's some of the, the best things that I see around change day, when a whole... Um, great big group of, of students at a medical school or a nursing school all make pledges together. Um, you know, we had a, a medical, uh, no, a nursing school in York in England, and um, and the students created a virtual um, ward for a day, a virtual nursing unit around how they wanted it to be in the future, and they all took the role of patients so that you know they could really understand how it how it felt um, to be a patient. You know, lots and lots of ideas um, to do things together. 
So we're talking about that large-scale change. I hear the figure that studies have shown that about 70% of change efforts fail. So in your experience, what are some common mistakes organizations have made when they try to make these changes? I'd say the biggest issue when it comes to large-scale change, I think particularly in our sector, in health and care, is we treat change like some sort of linear, rational process where we set a goal for change and we create a whole set of work streams and, um, you know, we say, um, you know, these are the accountabilities and these, and we break it all down to kind of mechanistic tasks that have to happen in a, um, in a certain period of time. And I think, you know, we do that more and more and more in healthcare. And actually, I think that change is much more about emotion and connectivity and values and ownership than it is about um, technical rational processes. So, you know, um, I'd say, you know, really thinking about how can we make our change so compelling that we don't have to push it on people or it doesn't become a programme management chore, but actually it fits with people's burning passions. And how do we make it so that people engage in the change because they want to and um, not because they have to? When I think about um, the best, most sustainable changes that I've been part of and that I know about, in every case, it's where we've made that connection with the heart. And that actually leads very well to my next question. I was wondering, like, in your mind, you've kind of spoke to it already, but what successes have you seen? Like, what are those key elements that really enable and drive change? So what I'd say is, you know, um, it should be really easy to do um, change in our sector because our sector is all about care. It's all about you know making a difference to um, people's lives. So I think the more that we can anchor the change in our bigger purpose around you know what we're here to do, um, the more successful we're going to be. So you know I, I think Alberta is no different to the National Health Service in England in the sense that we have lots of goals and targets and performance agreements. And I just think sometimes we forget that this is about care to make a real difference to the lives of people and families and communities. And, and we lose the essence of that. And instead, we're focused on, you know, um, checklists, on programme management plans. So, you know, I think the most important thing that we need to do is, is just to keep it with what this is truly about and, and our true motivation for the change and, you know, understanding what we're really trying to do in the context of what we want for people. And, you know, even, um, like in my system at the moment, we have a lot of financial challenges. So, you know, a lot of our change efforts have to be about being able to contain costs. But, you know, even, even something like a, a cost reduction or an efficiency goal, we can still frame it around, um, around, our, around our bigger purpose because, you know, the NHS in England, like um, the health system in, in Alberta, you know, is a publicly funded system. And, you know, we have a finite amount of money. So we want to provide care as effectively and efficiently as we can um, for so many different people. So actually, you know, being, an, being efficient is a, really, is a really good thing. It's part of our higher purpose. And I think, you know, um, often we forget to frame it in that way. And then we wonder why we don't get people on board. Yeah, I had the pleasure of attending your presentation yesterday. One of the things that stood out for me was that really identifying that shared purpose. What are we here for? 
how we move this forward together. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, you know, you know. Again, when I think about this, um, you know, if we're going to make a big change happen across the whole system for thousands of patients, then many, many people have to engage in the change, and lots of different people. And you know, when I think about myself and like my background and my interests and my experiences are very different to lots of the other people, you know, engaged in the change. And there are lots of things that that keep us apart. You know, there are lots of things that we don't agree on um, and lots of things that make us different. But actually, when it comes to making change happen, we really need to think about what are the things that unite us, however different we are. You know, what's our what's our common cause here? That actually, if we all take action together, we can we can really make a difference. So let's let's focus in on the things that we we, we all want, um, rather than the things that we disagree on. Do you have any final words of advice or inspiration for those of us who are looking to make a change, whether it's in our own personal lives or to our healthcare system? So I think my final thought would be just to understand that all of us can change the world. You know, sometimes you think, well, I'm only a volunteer or I'm only a, um, a trainee or I'm only, um, um, you know, um, um, support worker or um, I'm only a pharmacist. But, you know, um, all of us, we don't need permission to improve our services. Um, you know, all of us can, um, can take action to make a difference and do you know lots of people making small changes adds up to big change so um uh, yeah you know use change day as a catalyst and we um we always have an external evaluation of our change days in, in england now and you know one of the things that the researchers said about about our change day is what change day gives people is the authority to be able to make a change that they might not make otherwise this is Sean Woods, and you've been listening to Passion for Health, produced by Abutter Health Services. You can follow us at ahs.ca backslash podcasts to add your comments. We'd love to hear from you.